Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kidman, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, here's your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, friends, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, episode number 63. Good afternoon, Corey. How are you? Mr. Frank, I am well, and you? I'm doing well, just getting back from vacay. Literally got back last night. You don't look tan. I don't look tan. Well, I tried. I tried. Cameras can be deceiving. Uh, Hey, I did read a good book on the flight on the way home yesterday, which tells you is a short book. Okay. But it's one that I bought literally like five years ago, and I've never read it. So I decided to throw it in my bag and read it on vacation. Mm -hmm. Got to the end of vacation and realized I haven't read the book, so I better read it on the airplane on the way home. Seth Godin's book, The Dip. Now, okay. Have you ever read any Seth Godin books? I have. He wrote the Purple Cow book. The purple Cow. He did. Yeah, he I like did. that. So it's good. If it's a short book, I read it in like an hour, um, probably 60 or 80 pages. It's a small book. But it's a good reminder, two of my big takeaways. Number one, be committed to excellence in everything that you do. Like, I want to be the number one whatever. And it doesn't mean that I'm better than everybody else, but it's really a commitment to like excellence in whatever you're doing. And then the point of the book is that it's easy to get things started. Mm -hmm. um, But then you come into the dip and the dip is where like a lot of people quit or they don't know, should I quit? It's not as fun to work during the dip. Um, You see what's ahead, but man, I'm in this, this dip. And sometimes he's like, you need to quit during the dip. Uh, but then there's times where you've got to stick with it. And so it was a good book on like, when should I quit things? When should I continue doing things? Um, is it ever, you know, there's a old, what's the coach's name? Vince Lombardi or whatever said, uh, you know, me in sports. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. Vince, I think Vince Lombardi, that's how I, but he said, winners never quit and quitters never win. And Seth was like, that's not really true. He said, winners quit all the time. They just quit the right things. And so you need to know as a leader, when is it good to quit something? And when should I keep going? So it's a good book. I, I, I highlighted probably on every page of the book and circled things. Um, how do we get talking about books? Corey, you read a good book on vacation lately? Um, on the airplane going home? The most recent book that I've enjoyed is Mind Hacking by Sir John Hargraves. It's it's a little bit intense and some science with your brain and everything. But if I was going to take the time and talk about a book, it's actually one that you recommended to me and then our whole staff team read. It's a very little book. And by little, I mean like- Tyranny of the Urgent? This big, yes. The Tyranny of the Urgent. Did you have your staff read it? like 12 pages, maybe. Yeah. You read it's, it in half an hour. Yeah. It's a little pocket book, but it is one that comes up in my brain all the time. So if you mm-hmm. haven't read it, same here, the tyranny of the urgent, it's $2 maybe. I don't even know, but it's worth it. I mean, I, if I thought on you were ordering that for your staff on Amazon, I would have given you my affiliate link, bro. Ah. I could have got some points next time. Next time. Come on. That is a good book. Look it up. Charles Hummel, um, tyranny of the urgent. That's cool. You had your staff read that. And what was the other book you said? The Mind? Um, Mind Hacking by Mind Sir John Hacking. Hargraves. Sir John. Sir John. All right. Hey, friends, we want to thank Tyndale Publishers 
for being the sponsor of the Kids Matter podcast, episode number 63. Tyndale offers a huge variety of books and Bibles for all age groups to help apply God's word to everyday life. Corey, one of my favorite Tyndale Bibles for kids, the hands-on Bible. Everybody in Kidman knows about the hands-on Bible, I think. Oh, yeah. Did you know it's published by Tyndale? And it makes a great gift for first-time guests, for children when they come to Christ as their Savior, or they've been baptized, maybe when um, the kid graduates from kindergarten or first grade, and you're looking for a graduation gift. I love the hands-on Bible, and I love everything that Tyndale is doing. They have such a, this is such a legacy ministry that goes back so many years in Carroll Stream. Illinois. The website is Tyndale.com. Hey, if you're looking for some children's ministry gifts, looking for some good Bibles for the kids in your ministry, your kids at home, check out Tyndale's hands-on Bible, Tyndale.com. All right, today in What's Trending in Isle of Kidman, I noticed a post by Miss Amy Vineyard, and she said that she was working on a little something that she wanted to create to help kids with their Bible skills. And so she talked about it a little bit. It got a ton of feedback, and then eventually she shared the file. And so if you go to Isle of Kidman, click files, look for Candy Bible Verse Match Up Game. Speaking I of that. which, I missed that. Uh, Ryan, you should get her to create some game stuff. This is a just a single page PDF, but it is scripture that the kids will then look up and it has like a matching component for candy, which is, it's almost Halloween. They're, everyone's thinking candy. And so Ryan, let me quiz you on a couple of these. One of okay. them was Mark 1, 17. It said, and Jesus said to them, follow me and I would make you fishers of men. Do you know what candy that would go with? Fishers. That's do something with fish. Uh-huh. Um, is it the red Swedish fish? It is candy the fish? red Swedish fish. Nice. What about Luke 9, 24? For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. Ooh. Saving life, life savers, yes. life saver candy. So that's the basic concept. The kids just have the scripture reference. They would need to thumb through their Bible, find it. It's a good skill for them to have. And then critical thinking to go, okay, this verse, what does it mention? The one specifically that got me for a second mentioned a dove. I apparently forgot dove chocolate was a thing. And so um, I would go check that out. It's just a fun thing for your kids. And I wanted to thank Amy for sharing that Maybe. with the Kidsman community. And by the way, Corey, Lifesaver Candy, have I ever told you, you know, for years and years, like 10 years, I was a bus captain at my church. So I, I ran a bus route on Sunday mornings and Thursday nights. Sunday mornings, the kids were normally pretty well, well behaved because it's the morning. Thursday nights, different story. So um, you've got like 50 or 60 kids on a school bus and church is over and it's dark and they're crazy out of control. I've ever told you how you control a bus with 50 kids and get them quiet. I would guess something to do with lifesavers. Yes, here's what you do. And I've done this in kids' church too, but not as much, but I do it on the bus all the time. You give each kid a lifesaver. You tell them to hold it in their hands, don't put it in their mouth until you say go. The goal of the game is to see who can make their lifesaver last the longest. And you tell the kids, now you can hold it between your teeth, you can put it 
It's got to be in your mouth. It doesn't have to be touching your tongue. It's got to be in your mouth. Corey, you get like, it gets you like 10 minutes of here a pin drop as those kids hold that lifesaver in their mouth for the grand prize because there's a grand prize for whoever makes your lifesaver last the longest. What about that game, Corey? I like it. Uh, any idea what the world record is? I don't know. I know you don't want to hit a bump on the church bus when all these kids have hard candy in their mouth. I had a kid choke once. No, I didn't. All right. Hey, good game, Amy Vineyard. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you to everybody who is every day contributing great ideas to the I Love Kidman Facebook community. Hey, if you've not been to kidsmatter.com, there's lots of great downloads. Lots of great downloads. One thing I want to mention, did you realize that you can get worship videos from Yancey, from Jumpstart 3, from Doorpost Songs, from Uncle Charlie, from All Stars Kids Club, and others at kidsmatter.com. It's a great place not to just get games, but to get worship videos and countdown timers and curriculum. Now, Corey, there are some great games on there. What's your favorite right now? Well, I'd have to go with the Cool Cats and Karaoke Christmas Volume uh, 1, 2, and 3. Did I steal yours? Awesome. Okay. Um, my friend Andrew, he made these games and was just super excited about it. You can get them. I think they're like 10 bucks each. Or you can do a three-pack for 20 save some money. But I yep. am looking forward to playing them with our kids because it's going to be so fun. And I know that a lot of the kids will beat me in this game, which is also fun for the kids. Oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's great. These are awesome. I've watched, I've watched all of them, but I've watched, my, I've watched them with my girls. They love them. <laughs> There's another Christmas, Christmas stuff is starting to hit the website, which is cool. If you're making Christmas games or Christmas media or something, and you think we need to know about it, have it on Kids Matter, please let us know. But there are some on-screen races, snowman races, where there's a snowman with a yellow hat, a blue hat, and a red hat, and they race down the mountains, and the kids have to cheer for whichever snowman they think is going to win the race. Um, super fun. Again, like Corey said, there are three of these as well, or you can get the three-pack and save some money. Corey, you got one more? Yeah, the last thing I wanted to mention, and I'm plugging it, although I haven't, I downloaded it, I haven't listened yet, but I noticed in the Kids Matter podcast network section, yeah. uh, the Ryan Frank has two new episodes that dropped on his one is men in children's ministry and one is women in leadership. And yep. so I'm going to go check those out. And I figured I would encourage you to do the same. Now, full, full uh, transparency, those were recorded on vacation with in my guest host, Esther Moreno, actually interviewed two separate people for those podcasts. So you're not going to hear Ryan Frank on there. You're going to hear Esther Moreno. But I've heard raving reviews about both of those interviews. I've not listened to them yet either because I'm just fresh off vacation, but I plan on listening to them this week and I can't wait. Uh, by the way, did you see, Corey, when you were on there, that Jack Henry's second podcast in the Leadership Recharge released oh, yeah. yesterday? So go check that out. Part of the Kids Matter podcast network. Okay, today, Ryan, Frank, you are going to be sharing the secret sauce of leadership. Ooh. Should I spoil what that secret sauce is? I, you know what? I think you should, Corey. Why not? Do it. All right, well, 
I've been talking a lot about the secret sauce recently. Um, I, I moved into a new role recently, and it's been one of those things where it's been hard, but I noticed that we are gaining the secret sauce, and that is momentum. Mm-hmm. Momentum is something that just helps in every area of life. And so, Ryan, I'm curious to see um, maybe some ways that the secret sauce applies both in our ministry, but also like our personal lives as well. So I'll be taking notes. Let's jump in. Love it. Let's do it. Um, I almost was a little weird about calling it the the secret sauce because I don't know the secret. Maybe I should have called it a secret sauce. Um, but I want to, I do want to talk to you about momentum. Did you know I, I read an article recently, Corey, that 85% or so of churches are either have either plateaued or they are declining. Um, and guess what? Nine times out of 10, they're led by pastors or leaders who have plateaued or are declining. In other words, they are losing momentum, okay? Now, one of the greatest things you can get as a Kidman leader and keep is positive momentum. If you're not careful, you'll lose your momentum and you'll drift. This past week, Beth and I and our girls were on vacation in Florida, and we spent a day out at the beach. And one thing that happens when you're out in the water, right? If you've been out to the ocean, out at the beach, you find this. You, so I took the girls out, and we had some of those boogie boards that you lay on. We call them boogie boards. I don't know what they're called. You lay on them and try to catch a wave coming up. And we're out there for like 10 or 15 minutes. All of a sudden, I look up, like, where'd Beth go? And where's our, where are our chairs and our umbrellas? And we had drifted probably, uh, you know, I don't know how many yards down the beach without even realizing we had moved. All of a sudden, we have drifted. And that's the way that drifting works. If you've been out in the ocean, you slowly drift. You don't realize that you've moved. By chance, record any of this, Ryan Frank on a boogie board. I think I could turn that into a game. You probably could. Unfortunately, that file got deleted. I'm sorry, Corey. Carry on, sorry. Yeah, all right. Um, here's the thing. If you're not careful, you drift as a leader. You slowly and quietly forget why you're doing what you're doing. D.L. Moody, one of my heroes of the faith, the great evangelist, the founder of the Moody Bible Institute, was said to have prayed often that the Lord would keep him from ever losing the wonder. Lord, keep me from ever losing the wonder. Now, listen, friends, I don't want you to drift. I don't want you to lose the wonder. What I want you to do is I want you to have positive momentum in your ministry. Now, momentum really makes the difference. Negative moment, by the way, there's positive momentum and there's negative momentum. Negative momentum will bring you sleepless nights. It'll bring you dreadful days. Um, It's like, man, nothing's going right around here. Like you try to lead people and it's like you're trying to push cooked spaghetti. How do you push that? Or you're trying to herd cats. It just seems impossible to do. But when you have positive momentum in your ministry, it makes everything so much easier. Positive momentum is wind behind your sails. So Ryan, how do I get positive momentum? Let me let you in on a momentum secret. And that is you hear me talk about this all the time. Don't just work in your ministry, work 
on your ministry. Question podcast listeners, are you intentionally working on your ministry? Here's the thing. Momentum doesn't build at the start. It builds at the end. It doesn't, momentum doesn't build on, okay, I'm just going to start a bunch of stuff. I'm going to come up with all these ideas. Momentum builds on doing things right over a period of time and ending well. Momentum is not a series of successful beginnings like, oh, I'm going to start this and I'm going to start doing this every Tuesday and I'm going to start meeting with this person. Momentum is a series of not successful beginnings, but Corey, podcast listeners, momentum is a, a series of successful endings, okay? It is celebrating wins. This is why it's important to be faithful till the end. That's why it's important to celebrate the victories. It's why it's important to have a growth mindset. That's why it's important not to quit too early. Now, earlier at the beginning, I told you I read a book by Seth Godin called The Dip. Sometimes you need to quit. Some of the best leaders quit the right things at the right times. But there are times where you shouldn't quit. There are times where you need to stick it through until the end. And when you do, you find yourself having positive momentum. Momentum doesn't come when that church starts. Momentum, come, momentum comes a decade after the church has worked through tough issues, but they're still going strong. Momentum doesn't start when you take that job. Momentum happens once you're five years in, 10, 15, 20 years in, and you look back and you're like, you know what? God has been good. I, we are going to celebrate the wins. There is a team around me. One thing that you need, and it is secret sauce to longevity in ministry, is you need positive momentum. Now, here's the thing I've learned, Corey. I've learned that momentum sneaks up on you. One day you look around and you realize, I've got positive momentum. Things are happening. This ministry is going places. You know what? This church could function a Sunday or two without me. I can leave for vacation and everything is going to go just fine because I have momentum. Momentum sneaks up on you. But listen, it's a result of working well. It's a result of having successful endings, putting the right people around you, putting the right disciplines in your life. One of your main jobs. Once, once, maybe, my, maybe reword that. One of the main things you need to focus on in your job is momentum. Question, what are the barriers to momentum in your ministry or my ministry? What are the things that are keeping momentum from happening? Maybe I'm trying to start too many things instead of finishing well what I already have. Maybe I'm trying to do everything on my own instead of building a team. Maybe I'm so disorganized, I can't keep track of day-to-day, -day, leave alone celebrate momentum or try to achieve momentum. What are the barriers? Here's another question. Am I celebrating the endings and the wins? Am I celebrating the endings and the wins? Listen, celebrate them. Celebrate when you get those new volunteers. 
celebrate when you hit that record. Celebrate when you successfully execute a, a plan or a program. Here's another question. Am I doing my best? And am I being patient? We all want positive momentum in our ministries, but it's a patience game. Remember I said it sneaks up on you? It's not something that you just come up with this formula and 10 days later you have it. You are patiently working, 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 leaning in on the Lord, leaning in on your team, being faithful to the end, and one day there's momentum. I was talking to a group of leaders about momentum recently, and they brought up a couple good questions. Someone asked Ryan, how long does it take to build momentum? Well, like I said a minute ago, it takes time. It's not one of those things, well, you get momentum after three years or 33 years. It really is a patience game. Momentum builds slow, and it's hard work, okay? So don't be in it for the short play. Um, leadership is not a sprint. It's a marathon, and it takes time, and it takes work. Sometimes it's easy to look at these big churches. It's easy to get on Facebook or on Instagram or YouTube. Like, Man, I wish I could be like that church. I wish I could do what they do, and I want that right now. Well, you know what? It took them a lot of work. And it took them a lot of hustle. Everybody wants to be Craig Rochelle's, but what they don't realize is Craig Rochelle started in a garage, right? Everybody wants what all these people are doing, but, but listen, it takes work. It takes work and it takes time. Someone asked me this. I'll wrap up with this, Corey. Someone said, um, you know, what about my leaders? Um, I wish my leaders had more momentum. Well, you know what? It's really not their job to have momentum. Only you as a leader really can create momentum. What followers do is they catch that momentum. Now, don't miss that. Leaders create momentum, but followers catch the momentum. Some of the people that are the most rewarded for the momentum that you build over years and years of ministry are your leaders. They're your volunteers. And once you have that momentum going in ministry, I'm telling you what, it makes all the difference. You'll see it in your people. Your programs work better. Your systems work better. So friends, listen, I want you to have momentum. I don't want you to plateau. I don't want you to be in a decline. I don't want you to drift away and lose heart. Remember, momentum makes all the difference. And Corey, if I would wrap it up with one sentence, and I'll turn it back over to you. Ryan, what do I have to do to get momentum? Remember what I said earlier. Don't just work in your ministry. Work on your ministry. Work on it. Work on it. Work on it. Are you intentionally working on your ministry? Those are wise words, and in order to work on your ministry, you often need to schedule it. You need to step back, yep. take some time, and make that happen. And so if I were to give a just one-step challenge, not this giant leap of a thing that's impossible, it would be to schedule a time where you can stop and think about what is keeping you, what are the barriers that are keeping you from making momentum happen. Uh, you mentioned having 
too many things, starting new things and not finishing. Um, is that something that you're guilty of? Are you mm-hmm. doing too many things on your own? Are you disorganized? Um, are you not keeping your priorities? What is it that is keeping you from gaining this momentum? And I would say just write that down. If you took the time right now to think about it and write that down, I think you'd be far better off two years down the road and you would thank yourself. So just try to identify it, figure out what is keeping you from gaining momentum today. Friends, before we wrap up today's podcast, I do want to remind you that next week we are beginning our 11th Kidman Academy class. Love to have you be a part. If you have thought about Kidman Academy in the past, now's a great time to jump in. Go to kidmenacademy.com. We have a special COVID-19 offer right now where you can pay what you can. We've never done this before. We did it with class 10 and we're doing it with this class. I don't anticipate that we'll do this again. Because of COVID-19, I know a lot of budgets are tight and we don't want the tuition price to keep anyone from jumping in on Kidman Academy. So jump over to kidmenacademy.com. You can earn your diploma in children's ministry at the end of 12 months. I'll introduce you to a lot of great faculty members, and you'll learn a lot of great stuff to help you in your children's ministry. The website is kidmenacademy.com. Friends, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Thank you for your support of the Kids Matter podcast. Do me a favor. Would you share it with your children's ministry team? If you're part of a network, if, you're, if you are part of a denomination, would you share it with other children's pastors and ministry leaders in your denomination? Tell them about the Kids Matter podcast. It really would mean the world to Corey, myself, and our entire ministry team. Thanks again to Tyndale for sponsoring today's podcast. And thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.